Hello, everybody, and welcome to Radio. There it is. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to tonight. Um, Peter Mingles and myself, Don Red Oliveras, and we are here on the Dash discussing how it is and what to do in order to own your own economy. Um, and this is a really, really cool series. Peter has been. Uh, has been the owner of OwnYourOwnEconomy.com. And if, you, if you'd like to follow along with us, um, you can go to OwnYourOwnEconomy. Or no, wait, it's Your Own Economy, correct, Peter? That's the one, Your Own Economy. YourOwnEconomy.com. You your, own, own your own gig. Your own gig. And do they go to forward slash sample? They could. Okay. And I'll just so, have to clean up the page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing like me putting you on the spot like that. Right. Sorry. No <laughs> But but here here's the thing, you guys. Um, I don't know. We've never actually even discussed it. So for those of you who don't know, myself and Peter, we we've worked together for a while, and and our background is really direct sales. Peter's is direct sales, and and mine is is home based businesses. You know, I've been 25 years in home based business, and I started out, you know, with my you know all green as a Mary Kay rep when I was like 18, and then I got involved with Amway, and I got a really great education in Amway. And um, and then I was involved in weight loss, and weight loss was my thing. I, I was in nutraceuticals and weight loss, and I lost a ton of weight on uh, this wonderful product line that, of course, is no longer around because it worked really, really well. And, um, you know, there's always the thing that breaks the thing that you fall in love with. And so, you know, as I came 25 years through this industry and, and just involved in home-based businesses, one of the biggest things, and, you know, Peter and I spent a lot of time on this today, you know, people are always wanting to know, how do I pick? What do I choose? Um, but, you know, before anybody gets to what you want to choose, what vehicle you want to get in and drive, the, the decision to drive, the decision to own your own economy and to own your own life is a really big one. Um, and it's a really big one because what most people don't like really conceive of is that it takes a lot of work, okay? And when somebody's going to work every day, and there's a lot of people out there within the sound of my voice that are either driving home from work if they got to leave work yet, um, or they just got home and they're throwing, you know, the, the kids are there, they're throwing dinner on, they're throwing dishes in the sink, they've got two hours before they slip into a proverbial coma, and they get to choose whether they're going to go ahead and relax or watch their favorite show or play with their kids or, or you know, have a conversation with their significant other or if they're going to go ahead and work, you know. And I had this chat conversation on Facebook with this guy named Vinny, who I'm getting to know a little bit. And, you know, Peter, 25 years ago when I got networking, we knew, we knew that it was a lot of work. Okay, and I hate to start the show with this is a lot of work, but it is a lot of work. And, you know, when I got involved, you got involved with one company and you worked and you worked and you worked that one company and you were committed and you were loyal and you worked until it worked. You worked until it worked <laughs> because there wasn't something every 10 seconds being thrown in front of your face and there wasn't this lackadaisical approach to, yeah, I might as well give it a shot. You know, if if when I chose to be an entrepreneur and I chose to own my own economy and to own my own life and to make my own decisions and to make my own hours and to go ahead and do it different 
than my family, than my dad, you know, and he had a very successful life as a corporate executive. Um, the CIO of Elizabeth Arden, you know, kind of successful life as a corporate executive. And so like like your story of coming home, having left college to sell vacuum cleaners, I had a very similar similar story. So, you know, when, when those of us who do make that decision, when we jump in, you know, there's there's a lot of really big reasons we do it. You know, it's not uh, it, it's not something that just popped by on a on a banner ad. It, there's a lot that goes into making the choice to to own one's own life. Correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So so let's talk a little bit about this whole owning your own economy thing, Pete. Yeah. I'm gonna let you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Here we go to the races. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, ready, set, go. We're going to talk about <laughs> the concept of how I came about this this whole thing. It actually started with a story relative to my situation. And I have to share with you this. I know everybody comes in with a different situation, and I sometimes playfully say life's like a pizza. Everybody makes or takes a slice. So there's a certain slice of this pie that's listening to me who will be able to resonate 100% with what I'm going to say next. And hopefully it's a pretty big portion of the slice of the pie. And if you're listening in and say that story doesn't relate to me at all, then that story doesn't relate to you at all because we just said that life's like a pizza and everybody's going to make and take a slice. But when I graduated from school, from college that was, I remembered that I wanted to be a doctor. And one of the reasons why my I wanted to be a doctor is because my mom told me I should be a doctor because they make a lot of money. Now, I thought that was a pretty good reason to be a doctor and I happen to love the sciences as well so it was a natural thing for me to pursue a career that I thought I'd probably like or that I'd probably be good at and then obviously for a lot of people maybe now with the healthcare profession be a little bit different but way back when a doctor would be an honorable position and usually above average as far as income so I was really interested in the income and helping people of course were other things and I wasn't really sure But when I looked at what it was to be a doctor, I looked at my options. So I'm going to come back to this a couple of times, options. And I'm going to suggest that sometimes you're only as free as your options. And remember that phrase, you're only as free as your options, as we start to go through this a little bit further. But as I started to do this, I just said, you know, what is it going to take for me to be a doctor? I went through four years of undergraduate work. I was certainly a hard worker. I wasn't afraid of doing those types of things. But I looked at some of the obstacles, and maybe without the proper guidance, um, I said, you know, I'm really not sure. And then was the other big question, Dawn, now what? Mm-hmm. If you already lost sight of your goal or you figured out maybe your goal was hanging the ladder on the wrong wall, now what? And I didn't not want to be successful, and I knew that money would always be a contributing factor, but not the only thing because I wanted the balance behind the lifestyle as well as the money. And I didn't want to do certain people have to do certain things for the money that they probably wouldn't do ordinarily. So I didn't want to lose myself in that whole process. And I said, what am I going to be able to do? And I, by accident, went on a job interview with a direct sales company that taught me what I'm going to share with you next. So it's about understanding your options. And I'm going to ask everyone, imagine that everybody listening in, I would say to you, I, want to, I, I like you, I trust you, think you're a good guy or gal, and I want you to speak to the graduating class of a high school. And I want you to talk to them about the possibilities. And you're going to write this really killer speech, 
and I'm sure it's going to knock them out of the park. As far as you could be, I could just hear it now, Don, right? You mm-hmm. could be anything you want to be. Um, there's no limitations to the amount of education you can get and eventually pay for, right? So there's no limitations there. You can choose what you want to be. You're 18 years old. Your eyes are sparkling. You have huge potential. Do you want to be a doctor, a jockey? Do you want to do a radio show? Do you want to do whatever? <laughs> Your possibilities are endless, and to a certain extent, they, they probably are. are true. Mm-hmm. Now, say, for instance, Dawn, say, for instance, the person we're going to pick, let's call Joe. And, Joe, we love you. We want you to write this speech. And you come into this high school and you just lay them out. I mean, you just nailed it. And then I come back to you 40 years later and say, Joe, I'm older now and so are you. And we loved your speech and you're probably better at it right now. Could you dust off that speech and give it to that graduating class that you graduated with 40 years ago? Could you give them that same motivational speech? Like, just dust it off, Joe, and just kind of whip it out one more time. And what will you say? You'll say, you could be anything you could be, right? Remember the same speech. You could be anything you want to be. And some of them picked, I wanted to be a professional prize fighter. Or maybe some of them picked, I wanted to be an actor. Maybe life didn't turn out exactly the way you planned. And by the way, Don, I've been living long enough to realize that the majority of us on the phone will probably not have it end up the way we thought it would. It's going to be different, some better, some worse, but it's, I can guarantee one thing. It's going to be different from what you expected most of the time. So anyway, so when we go through this little exercise of are you going to be able to rip off that same speech and just kind of explain things the same way? No, their options would have changed over time. So when I started to think about that, you're only, you're only as free as your options, and maybe you want to have your own economy. I started to think about, for many of us, what are our options? Now, if you want to, make a, if you want to have a playful exercise, figure out, um, grab a pen and paper if you want to, or try to do this mentally. It usually works out best when you're on paper because you can write it down and then maybe scratch it out. If you wanted to make above-average income, what are the options that someone might have when they're in high school? And you could list them out, you know. Who makes above-average income that you know? Actors and actresses when they make it. Professional people, maybe when they make it, doctors, lawyers, certainly attorneys, Dawn, right? (laughs) 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 Way above average income. (laughs) And we take a look at, you know, maybe people that are professionals like um, business owners and real estate moguls when they don't go bankrupt and all those types of things. And maybe politicians do, you know, like Al Gore figured out how to sell a TV station that no one watches for $100 million that he kept, you know, all that sort of stuff. So the reality is is that you have lots of options, but then start to whittle it down. What are your options? So I started to take a look at that, Don, and I said, like, let's look at me if I'm 50 and I want to get started all over again. Now, some of the people listening in are far less than 50. They might be 20s or 30s, or they might be 40s or 60s. Who knows where they might be? But take a look at that. If I'm a 50-year-old guy, which I am right now, And I decided that, you know what, I love, I was always athletic, and I think I want to join, I think I want to be an NFL football quarterback. Well, the answer is, Peter, I don't know too many people at 50 that start a professional career in the NFL. Now, is that being negative? You know, there's probably some guy who runs a motivational seminar out there that's saying, you could be all you want to be. 
and say, you can do it. And I'm saying to myself, you know what? I just don't think that's really an option for me. Or what if I were seven feet seven and I want to be a horse jockey at Belmont Racetrack? And you'd say, Peter, unless they're going to redesign the race just for you. <laughs> sorry, I, you're you're a really big guy. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I feel sorry seven, for the horse right now. <laughs> seven seven, feeling sorry for the horse. I'm just not thinking it through. That's probably not an option for me. Now, is that negative? No, that's just being real. Now, there's no sometimes with super success. There's no such thing as reality. A lot of people have made a ton of money, do wonderful things, and that's not real. So don't worry about the limiting factors of reality. But take a look at that physical factor of me being 50, trying to be a professional football player, probably not going to happen. Me being, now I'm not 7'7", but just imagine if I was 7'7", you know, all the horses would run real fast in the opposite direction. I don't think I'd be able to make it as a jockey. My feet would drag most of the way. So, you know, so those just aren't options for me. And then, you know, we're all kind of like home-based business evangelists here. I started to take a look at sales. Now, sales, I, by default, I got associated with a company that did something with sales. Sales was really cool because as I learned the trait, other people were willing to train me. There are plenty of books, certainly certifications that I could go through. I could learn on my own on the street. And I looked at the selling profession as, wow, this is really great. Because if they paid me $100 for a widget that was sold, and if I wanted to make more than 100 bucks, all I have to do is sell a second widget, or maybe a third widget or a fourth widget. And then I started to take a look at sales management. And I said, wow, maybe I might be able to train people. And for the very first time in the sales profession, as an assistant manager, I got paid for something that I never did personally. Now, remember, I was perhaps the one that trained the sales guy. Remember, I was the one who dealt with, you know, the, the psychological ups and downs of people that go through the emotional roller coaster relative to sales. But if somebody sold something on their own, I got paid something for something that I physically didn't do, which was really weird. So I'll ask some of the people on the call, have you ever been paid for something that you didn't do? And the answer to that question for a lot of people is, you know, I never thought of it that way, but I always had to show up for work, and they paid me whatever it was based on the hours that I was there, or they gave me a contract for whatever it was, but to be paid on something that I didn't have to do personally, that was a unique experience. And when I first started building a team of people, I started to make more. So I started to take a look at Peter's option as maybe sales and sales management and then maybe running my own company. So an exercise that's kind of playful for people relative to your own thing, what's going to be your own thing? And start to list down the options that you have in general and then start to cross them off as they are realistically probably not available for you. So like, for instance, for me, could I go back to school and be a doctor? And the answer to that question is probably not an option for me. Even though I went through four years of undergraduate school, that was like 30 years ago, I don't remember most of it. I don't think I'd pass the test. So I'd have to do that all over again. Four years of uh, medical school, two years of intern, and then start off somewhere. Looking at the math, you would say, Peter, Four, four, two, that's already what? Four, four, and two, that's eight, and another two is ten. Holy cow, you'll be 60 years old. Not even a guarantee you're going to still be alive. 
I'd say, well, maybe that's not a good option for me. So the reason why I got so passionate about your own economy is never before in the history of mankind has it been available for someone to get started with maybe their own thing, whatever that might be, and to not take advantage of that might be a huge mistake. So never before in the history of recorded time has there been an opportunity for us collectively, your name involved personally as well, to take advantage of the platform that is available with the technology that's here. And not to do that, I think, would be a mistake for those that can. Now, by the way, there are some people that might be listening in that say, I don't think I could ever do that. I don't know if I really could ever run my own thing. I don't know if I have that in me. And it's okay to start there. You might be right. Maybe that's not what you have now. But with the resources that are available, including the stuff that you're going to hear from our show and the other things that we present to you, you're going to be able to see that it's possible if you really want it. So maybe you won't be a jockey. Maybe you won't be a football player. Maybe you can't be a doctor. Maybe you won't, might not even be a lawyer. What if you're just like a regular guy who's trying to make things work or a, a mom that also wants to be a mom and be able to have that part-time income that can grow a business and you can do it internationally nowadays, especially with the Internet? Maybe you really need to consider your own economy, your own thing. So what are some of the benefits? And, Don, I know on that page um, some of the benefits are the reasons why. Why your own thing? Now, whatever that might be is probably going to be a personal decision, and sometimes what you start off with might not be what you end up with. You'll probably make some changes along the way. But one of them is going to be time freedom, and mm -hmm. another one is going to be perhaps financial freedom. Oh, without and question. Now, one of the things that we always talk about, you and I socially as well as in the, in the business, is we always talk about painting the picture but bringing some people back to reality, this is the end goal, time freedom. I just, <laughs> I don't, I shouldn't say this on the air, but I just had to let a guy go who bought the dream of maybe working with me. And as soon as he bought the dream of working with me, he decided to stop working. <laughs> <laughs> And we've all been somewhat perplexed by that, I think. Whereas as soon as you get the job, you work real hard to get the job like a stalker. He stalked me. And as soon as I gave him the job is the minute he stopped working. And it was almost funny how he came up with every excuse, like Wimpy from Popeye. Like, I'll gladly pay you on Tuesday. It was a great salesman about all the future events that he's going to be able to help me out with but at the end of a week of not working, still demanded a paycheck. <laughs> I said, maybe you skipped the point about handling awkward moments in advance, I told him. There's, if you do the work, you deserve the compensation. If you don't do the work, you don't deserve the compensation. So when we talk about time freedom, that may not be your first day, or that may not be your first week, or that may not even be your first year. You might have to work like a maniac, to be able to get the eventual glimpse of time freedom if you do it the right way. And the one thing that a lot of us can never project, at least I haven't been able to so far, 
is what that time frame would be. Like, is it going to be in a week? I don't know. Is it going to be in a month? I don't know. Is it going to be in a year? I don't know. And chances are in a changing environment, maybe you have glimpses of it, but not necessarily the whole thing, especially if you're trying to do anything that's worthwhile. So time freedom is one. So, Don, I know that we've both been on both ends of the spectrum um, relative to, okay, this is really working, or, oh, my gosh, i got to start it all over again. I'll let you comment on the concept of time investment to yield that time freedom that we want if we do things the right way. So is there any free lunch when it comes to building a business or getting your own economy started relative to time freedom, or what does that look like? Oh, hell no. Um, it, okay, so just for me personally, and I was expressing this to the guy Vinny that I was just telling everybody about, you know, when it comes right down to what a person, like anybody, truly who wants to succeed, and, and I think that it's really in anything, okay? It doesn't just have to be your own business. But when I when I am committed to truly succeeding in my life in any area, I put my time in, you know, I put my time into learning my field, <clears throat> whatever it might be, my new skills that I need to go ahead and, and master in order to achieve whatever it is I'm going after. But, you know, when it comes down to a business for me, and I mean, I have been, I have definitely been called a workaholic more than once in my life, but I don't think it's because I'm addicted to work because I completely enjoy relaxing, Peter. It's because I'm completely committed to truly mastering whatever it is I'm doing. And so when I get involved in a business, especially like if it's not a business that I've developed myself, which is exponentially more work than adopting someone else's business as my own and saying, okay, you know, for instance, you know, let's just say I want to get involved with a nutraceuticals company that has this great weight loss product. I have a lot of friends who are taking the 90-day challenge out there right now. My first and, and anybody's first step into any business that someone else developed is to learn whatever they developed. So, you know, you're working on all of the things that it takes to adopt this this new reality and all of the jargon and all of the material and all of the knowledge base that you have to know in order to get out there and represent whatever this company is. And then the next step is going to be, you know, making it your own. You know, whenever I get started in a new company, the first thing I learn to do is pair it. The second thing I, I do is, is put my own spin on it. So, you know, it takes an awful lot of time and energy to learn everything there is to learn. And then once you learn it, the entire job is to get out there and promote it. So, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, oh, great, you know, I'm, I've been sponsored because that's, you know, the terminology of home-based business. You get sponsored by somebody. So the first thing you do is you get sponsored by somebody and you expect them to make you wealthy. <laughs> but that's never happened to anybody in the history of home businesses. You know, so, you know, you're putting in, I put in, when I get involved in a company, and this is me working full-time, okay, but I I have been known <laughs> notoriously for working 15 to 17 hours a day in my time investment to be able to truly achieve those wonderful results that other people, you know, are out there toting. You know, if if you want to be a leader and you want to go ahead and create exceptional income, you know, a 15 to 17 hour work day initially for the first year is not unheard of. It's not unheard of. But, I mean, you know, I do that, Peter, with the full intention of being able to kick back 
after two years of working really, 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 really hard and an obscene amount of hours, I go ahead and I I sit back and I look at the fruits of my labor and go, wow, you know, I mean, but that's me. I know other people who, you know, they, they are steady, slow build. They want to go ahead and commit two hours a day because they're working a full-time job or they're raising children on their own and, you know, they, they don't have that kind of time and ability to commit that kind of reality. So, you know, and, and I don't ever want anyone to think that you have to work 17 hours a day to have success. You can have success just like if you go to get your degree, you know, you can go and get your degree in, in two years <laughs> or you can get your degree in, in 15 years. You know, you can take the really slow way of going ahead and building a business and you can do the same thing. Um, you can you can go ahead and do it nice and slow and steady a couple hours a day and be committed to it for five years before maybe you're going to hit residual income and, and be at that whatever that magical number is for you. Um, and, and, Don, can I just interrupt for one second? Yeah. Because I, I think as long as my lips are moving and your lips are moving, when people are listening to this show, they have to also understand our perspective. When we talk about life is like a slice of pizza, people like myself and people like you are that really skinny slice. We call them like maniacs on a mission. Exactly. We don't know any other way. We create <laughs> something that wasn't there before and that's what makes us happy so in some odd way people like yourself and maybe me and some of the other skinny sliver of that pie that might be listening to this call says you guys are the maniacs and you gals are the maniacs and in some warped twisted way you get satisfaction of saying i did it and we could do it and we we thrive on that chaos and the planning and the absorption and the OCD nature of the obsessive compulsive, whatever that is. <laughs> but also, let me share with you the really smart people on the phone. The really smart people on the phone on a home-based business, just they find people like Peter and they find people like Dawn that work 17 or 18 or 27 hours a day building stuff that didn't exist and they still get paid anyway. So there's hope. There's hope. There's hope for all of you people out there that says, you know what, I'm just kind of like basically not into that. Like, Peter, like you guys are really like freaks when it comes to the total absorption, and I hear the immersion, and I'm saying to myself, these guys are kind of nutty and goofy. But they're passionate about the things that they do. The great thing about any company is if you talk to – Richard Branson, who runs the Virgin brand names, Donald Trump, who has the Donald Trump brand names. Anybody that's ever made a ton of money, they say, I just kind of found those people. And they do wonderful things for us in our company. So you don't have to be that person. Matter of fact, I'm sure a lot of people that really make a ton of money really just have a natural talent for creating the environment for maniacs like us to be able to work. So I just so when it comes to time freedom, these are elusive things that people like Don and I hardly ever see because we're so busy building a business or doing some wonderful things. But that part makes us happy. Um, and then there's the financial freedom. So Don, let's talk about financial freedom when done the right way. So go ahead. This is, this is <laughs> your baby on this one. 
Well, you know, financial freedom is, and this is the same, like everybody has their own slice of pizza. You know, uh, for me, when I first set my first major financial goal, I look. I was living in Southern California, and I had, you know, three children to support, and I was the sole breadwinner. So I knew that I needed to make $15,000 a month in order to be able to go ahead and breathe. And in you know, Southern California in 2001, that was the number, and I doubt it's gone down. <laughs> I know it's the same number, if not higher, in the Northeast where I'm from. You know, I was born in New York and raised in Connecticut. So, you know, I, I have friends who look at me and say, I can't, I can't even go out for a slice of pizza, you know, without bringing home $20,000 a month. And that's just to be able to cover the mortgage and to be able to cover the gas and cover the kids and cover the school and, and everything else. So, you know, that was my number for financial freedom. I needed to be making fifteen dollars to $20,000 a month residually in order to go ahead and say that I was now successful in business. That was my break even, you know, just to be able to cover and say this is what I do for a living, um, you know, and not have to do other things to be able to pay the bills. But everybody has their own number. You know, I live in Arkansas now. Now, I have, you know, a very large family, and we have lots of entrepreneurism in my family, so my number is going to be different than every other number. But I know people that, you know, they can make $3,000 a month, and that's a lot of money for them. I mean, and that would be fantastic, like liberating, I own my life kind of money for them. So it, it, it doesn't matter what your number is, okay, but you need to know what your number is. And, and we went into goal setting a little bit last week, and we, we went over the SMART technique. So being specific and measurable are the first two in the SMART technique of goal setting, specific and measurable. So if your number is, I will be financially free if I'm making $3,000 a month, then that's your number. If that is, it, maybe you don't. Maybe you're not looking for full financial freedom out of the gate. Maybe you just want a new car. You know, five hundred bucks a month will buy you a beautiful, brand new car. It gets you that big SUV that you need for your family in the Connecticut winters, or or maybe you you maybe you want a little sports car that none of the kids can fit in. You know, because <laughs> I bought that car once, <laughs> and it was really funny going to Costco with my son with my little two seater. But <laughs> I, I got rid of it quick, but it was really fun to have. You have so to whatever, put a hitch on it in the back for like a like one of those it's a can of tomatoes, guys. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I had people in the parking lot, Peter, outside Costco waiting and watching around my car because they didn't believe that we would get the, we would get the food in. But we did. Um, my son could not see over any of the groceries, but it was pretty funny. Um, and I'll never forget it. That was 10 years ago, and I'm telling this story today. That's how much of an impression it made. You know, but that car for me, it was a BMW Z3 convertible. I told you guys about it then. And this was like 2000, and I guess it was 2002. And I had seen it and I thought, oh. And I mean, for a woman with three kids, this is a two-seater, okay? There was absolutely no practicality in this car. I had never, ever had a car that was like this. You know, like I grew up in, you know, with four doors and, and straight through life. I always had, you know, I always had the car that would fit other people. <clears throat> this was just the perfect car, and I wanted to drive it to Vegas. This was my thing, you know, driving up and down the California Pacific Coast Highway. It was just a beautiful vehicle. And I needed $600 a month for that car, you know. And, and so 
whatever that financial whatever that number is that gives you financial freedom that's the number for you and there's nothing nothing like the day that you look and you've you've achieved that goal you know and that money is coming in every single solitary month month in month out year after year without having to work for it anymore and you know that's the beauty of residual income you know um i don't think we've really talked about that so let me just let me clarify what i mean by residual income um you know there is money that we trade time for you know um i go to work for joe and you know i i sling pizzas or i go ahead and i answer phones or hey maybe i even do brain surgery okay doctors trade time for money they just have a lot more zeros on the bill than the pizza guy when he's delivering it but when it comes right down to it they don't make money if they don't show up for work if they don't do their job so I was once taught, you know, given the visual of it's like being there, there's trading time for money is similar to being on walking up a down escalator, you know, and you're sitting there and you're walking and you could also say you're a hamster on a wheel and you're never going anywhere because the only way to go ahead and actually get any higher is to increase your effort or increase your hours. And if you increase both, maybe you'll get to the next plateau before the next down escalator that you're walking up. But the difference between that, trading time for money, and residual income is initially when you're you're hopping on that down escalator and you're walking and you're walking and you're walking, um, it doesn't seem like you're getting anywhere. But somewhere... Now, it could be the first six months, it could be a year, it could be two years. You're going ahead and and you're walking and you're walking and all of a sudden the escalator turns and starts carrying you up without the supreme effort. And there's never been a job that's been invented in the world that can do that for you, like a home-based business can do for you. Um, the way that it happens is you work and you work and you work and you put in the time and you get the customers and you brought, you find other people who are interested in going ahead and working that same business. And so you build a sales organization, a direct sales organization. And because you brought that salesperson to the company, if you've done the things that that company has put in their compensation plan, you will then also not only receive commissions on your own personal sales, but you'll receive overrides on the sales of the people that you brought on board. And if you jump through more hoops, whatever the compensation plan for that company calls for, you will maybe also receive overrides on the people that they bring on board into the sales organization for their sales to their customers. So and and for their consumption <clears throat> as uh, as representatives of the company. So that is where once we go ahead and we do the work and we create the customer base, you know, even with you know this Easted company that I got involved with recently, you know, bringing their product into stores and the stores start selling the product. You know, so you know it could be that you're a wholesaler that brings products from other companies into stores and puts them on their shelves. But whatever the case may be, the objective in home-based business and financial liberty in owning your own economy is finding a company or a, a project, per se. It could be multiple companies. You could have your own idea. But 
creating a system and finding that exit strategy that will work for you so that there is that moment where you no longer have to be doing all of the sale, the selling and all of the recruiting and all of the work, but the money is coming in anyway. Maybe you only have to do a couple hours a day worth of work. You go down from 17 hours a day to two hours a day, five days a week or four days a week, and get those three-day weekends, and now you're just checking your email and you're checking in with your leadership and you're going ahead and making sure that it sustains. But you're not going out there and trading time for money anymore, and that is financial freedom and residual income. Perfect example. And I look at financial freedom as the ability for me to turn on the spigot. Like, for instance, (laughs) can I turn it up? And the cool thing about once you build the vehicle for that to happen, many times uh, increasing your efforts by 20% isn't that hard because you've spent the time and effort. Or maybe some outside influence happens, and then you can turn the spigot on. The spigot meaning, again, like a garden hose, you can turn it on and kind of turn it off. And the value of that creating of your own type of economy like that allows you to turn on the spigot when you need to, and sometimes even turn it down if you need to as well. So financial freedom is one of the benefits of getting something started with your own thing. Um, There are other ones as well, Dawn. We're going to talk about leverage and being able to take advantage of leverage, and we're going to talk about using the technology that most people never get a chance to take advantage of, and we're going to talk about things like um, the, uh, the, the lifestyle that can be created when you do it the right way. And yesterday we had a great guest speaker who will be back on Thursday to wrap this up again, and his name is Bob Adams. Bob spoke about the tax advantages of the business behind the business as well. So it's not sometimes how much you make, it's how much you can keep. And it's the, and it's the position that you put yourself in both short-term and long-term that could really help. And these are all the things that have to be considered when building your own economy. What are you going to do? to provide for yourself and your family and where are you going to put the you know where are the resources and what really are your options to be able to get ahead now Don and I we've looked at the traditional businesses and home-based businesses and affiliate programs and geez there's a lot of options for a lot of people but there's one thing that I found I don't know if it's a hundred percent there might be some exceptions to every rule but a lot of it has to do with focus, initially at least. Don, have you ever found anybody? And if the answer is yes, I know them all, then I'm wrong in this <laughs> example. But have you ever found anyone that did a whole bunch of things starting out and was overwhelmingly successful? Or was it kind of like the opposite? And I don't want to salt and pepper the question, but have you ever found anybody that did like 27 things at one time just because they're a wild-eyed entrepreneur as opposed to focus on something and have it work for them? So is it diversity or is it focus? Which one for you? Oh, it's 100% focus. Um, and I have a really cool example for this one that, um, that I years and years ago, one of my, when, one of my psi coaches was actually also a hypnotist, and she practiced um, neuro-linguistic programming. And I thought that was... We we have to stop here, because there's two sides out there. There's the side, the coaching that you're talking about, and isn't there some guy that has a horsey dance? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yeah. <laughs> to see them. Okay, not the guy with the horsey dance. Not the one with the horsey dance, yeah. Okay, can clear it Cy, up. just so everybody knows, Sai is P for Paul, S for Sam, I for Indigo, seminars, plural, dot com. SciSeminars.com, and and I was led to them through uh, one of my mentors was a graduate from their work, and actually <clears throat> I'm really excited about this Peter because Dan Dor D A N D O R R dot com, Dan Dor was one of the guys who was one of the people who launched uh, Sci with Thomas Wilhite, who was the creator of Sci. And Thomas Wilhite died a few years back, and before I was even in their in their um, school of thought, and and uh, he ended up going ahead and working with Brian Clemmer, who was one of Thomas Wilhite's proteges, and now he's on his own because Brian also passed away. So I am actually going up on on the fifteenth of this month to do a great class in a workshop in Chicago with Dan Dor. And I'm going to be doing their facilitators, facilitators workshop in New Mexico in March. So if anybody is actually listening and interested in meeting me in Chicago and doing this class, it's on it's on January 15th. You can go to dandor.com, check it out. But the work is just incredible. And everything I have done, I can tell you right now, every bit of the ground I stand on, every bit of the financial freedom I've got, every bit of the owning my own life, economy, liberty in every aspect of my life, I learned these tools through these masters. And I say masters because let me tell you, it's taking me probably 10 years of like I've done the work and then I've worked the work and I've read the work and I've eaten it and I've breathed it and I've I've really just grounded into my gray matter because it's it's brilliant stuff and it's been out there forever. Universal law has been around forever. Most people don't know. You know, I I went through kindergarten through high school, never heard this stuff. Went through all the way till I was about 30 years old. I had never heard about it, Peter. I mean, like I never heard what the what universal law was or or that my subconscious mind i mean I, I did that little psychology snippet in high school but i never really understood you know i never understood that my thinking napoleon hill who was napoleon hill i mean 24 i think i read think and grow rich but i mean it was like on my way through to something else i didn't really get it it was a lot of books and i call them shelf help books because that's what they helped i read them i put them on the shelf but when I actually got into the physical environment of Psy, um, which, you know, you can go to Dan Dore, you can go to Brian Clemmer, you can go to Psy Seminars, they all teach the same school of thought. That's where they all come from. Um, that's when I actually got some, like, physical reality in with the stuff that I had been reading. And it, it, it sunk. You know, the subconscious mind learns something either through repetition or by emotional response. You know, when we hear all this stuff, our parents tell us over and over, we read it in the books, we're like, yeah, 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 I've read it, I heard it, I know it, I've done it all before. But then we're living in a place that's way, way below what we dreamed we would ever live in. Or, you know, the car has, you know, we're, we've got it held together with scotch tape and paper clips. Or, you know, maybe maybe we're not broke, but we're just, you know, we're really settling in life, you know, where our kids are going to a school that's not the school that they dreamed of. It's the school we could afford. 
whatever, or maybe, you know, your kid's going to school, but you didn't get your degree and it's something you've always wanted to do. You know, whatever it might be, if, you know, I, I read all the books, but I didn't put them into, into actual motion until I went to Psy. And so I don't remember why I was telling you about Psy. What was the example that I was giving you? Well, we were talking about the examples associated with, like, focus. As focus, to yes. all over the place. Yes, okay. So here was the little example that turned into a really long story. <laughs> there, There is um, 100 watts of light energy that is encapsulated into a light bulb, and it can softly light any room in anyone's house, right? But did you know that a 100-watt laser beam is illegal? They will not allow it to be created on this planet because if directed at the moon, it would literally explode the moon. And that's the difference between when we focus our energy on something and when we don't focus and we diffuse our energy. And I just thought that that, that picture for me was huge as to the power of focus. And, um, and you know, I can do – I have ADD. I can do 15 things at the same time. And quite honestly, if I'm not doing at least three or four, I get bored and I get distracted, my eyes glaze over, and I'm very underproductive. But if I'm doing totally different things with those four different things that I'm doing, I I can't get anything done. You know, I'm I'm doing a little bit here, a little bit there. I'm not actually getting any accumulative work done. But if I'm work, even if you're I have ADD like me, but you just absolutely need to do 15 things at the same time, you got to make sure that they're all focused in the same direction and they're working with each other. And I think, you know, for for the people out there that go, oh, my God, I get so bored. If you're bored, do something else that isn't boring. <laughs> you know, I think that that's the, the key. You know, focus doesn't have to be boring. It just has to be, um, it has to be concentrated effort into the things that you want to create. So there you go. There was my really long answer. There we go. But what I heard you say was that you do a lot of things but in the same direction. Yep. So it's kind of like, okay, I want a blog and I want a this and I want a that and I want a whatever, but it's always in the same direction. It's okay. not like, oh, I want to do this and this and for totally different reasons. Right. So, I'm not working microbiology on one thing and then I'm going to go ahead and, and do a blog about cooking. You know, and and then because my my friend Barb, she's she's a brilliant. You know, you know Barb. She's oh, fantastic, yeah. and she's a scientist. Okay, and Emma, she's moving into like I stuff. You know, and then you know, and then I am all about entrepreneurism, and you know, I'm doing radio shows in business. If I went ahead and said, you know what, I want to do what Emma does, and I want to do what Barb does, and I want to do what Peter does, and I want to, you know, there's nothing that can come of that because they're all completely disassociated. They're not supporting each other. Uh, Burl Walk, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he used to say, synergy and leverage, baby. (laughs) It has to have synergy. And then you can leverage all of it to go ahead and move forward and, and get where you want to go. And we're going to talk about leverage tomorrow. We're going to talk about lifestyle tomorrow. We're going to talk about a few other things tomorrow as well. But we are wrapping up this show. So on Thursday, if you if you missed Bob Adams, Bob will be back talking about the fundamentals of the tax strategies associated with having your own economy. And we're going to fill in the gap sometime tomorrow with some other stuff as well. So, Don, 
Again, thanks for allowing me to be here as your co-host. Hopefully this makes a difference for some people as they're listening in, and I will let you wrap this one up. All right. Well, thank you. And we do have a couple more minutes, so while we're here, I want to go ahead and share a couple of things. One is Peter and I are we're really, really falling in love with the talk show radio medium. And uh, we, we called a very good friend of mine, Deb Durbin. She was the vice president of some division of Interrep, Interrep Marketing, which was huge in radio up in New York. And, and I called her up the other day, and I introduced her to Peter, and I said, listen, you know, we want to do something really special with this. You know, we're, we're right now working on what is all that we're about to do. Um, we're working on the site, which um, that should be up within the next couple of days. On Thursday, I'll give you a link so that you guys can go ahead and get, get associated with the blog. We're working on the social media, and uh, we're working on the things that we believe are really important, both to you know all of our listeners and to our industry, because the direct sales industry and multi-level marketing industry have been very important to both Peter and I. We We truly love this industry. And we've seen it go in a direction um, over the past several years that hasn't really been uh, favorable in, in, in both of our opinions. And we want to go ahead and really inject some things back into the industry that we love, just like all of you know, all of you have something, I'm sure, that has a great deal of passion for you. And this industry has a great deal of passion for us. Um, I've personally seen things go in, in a direction where, you know, team builds and, you know, work 10 programs for 10 minutes a day for 10 bucks each. And if it's not profitable within 30 days, ditch it and go to the next thing as like a rule of business building. We've seen a lot of things. Um, we, we, we rant a bit when we're offline. and Sometimes I'm sure you will hear us rant a bit when we're here. <laughs> but um, what we would really appreciate is for you guys to go ahead and help us get the word out on the show and to be calling in and giving us your opinions, you know, we want to know what you guys think. We want to know what you want to hear. We do have chat capabilities on our show, which actually I didn't know about until earlier today. Um, so so I'm, I'm actually going to click the button so that if anybody is there and you see it over to the right, we have chat available on our radio show. We also have the ability for you to follow us, okay, which I thought was super cool. So I'm going to give a little BTR 101 because we're just learning. If you guys would like to go ahead and support the show and make sure that we get the word out, <clears throat> you can go ahead and send the archive link so that people can hear the show later. Um, you can go ahead and get the word out now. But please follow us, okay? There is a way for you to go ahead and go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the dash or to dashradioshow.com, and you'll be right on the Blog Talk Radio site. Make sure that you click follow because that will go ahead, and every time we have a show, it'll go ahead and let you know a few minutes before the show that it's coming up. Um, we're going to have a bunch of different things that we're bringing on board with all of what we're doing. We have a really incredible vision for this. So you hear us talk about people. <clears throat> you hear us talk about seminars. You hear us talk about um, different books and different webinars. You will hear us talk about tools and things that we have found to be utterly critical in the building of our reality. You know, Peter and I both do own our own economy. Um, beyond the shadow of a doubt, you will find us working on a project. People call me a serial entrepreneur. I must be working on something. Um, even when Alex and I, my husband and I, we traveled all over the world for 21 months. And by the time I hit Thailand, 
I was, Alex and I were called the jewelry people. Okay, why? Because when we were in Africa, there were people who were making jewelry, and I wanted to send something to one of my kids, and I said, oh, is there anything that I can go ahead? Can you teach me to make some of this? And by the time we were five weeks later in Thailand, People were calling us the jewelry people. We had the cord, we had the beads, we had people coming and asking us to make them custom jewelry. So when it comes right down to it, it's in some of your blood. You know, you need to be working on something. You're absolutely interested in everything. You know, you look at it, you're like, I want to do that, and I want to do some of this. Um, we want to hear from you. We want to just send us your ideas. If you want us to go over something on a show, you want us to do a series on something, you want to learn, let us know what it is. If we can't do it live on the radio show, we're going to go ahead and have this great blog. We have a whole training system we're putting together, and um, and we have courses and seminars and webinars. Peter, by the way, has a fantastic, fantastic business. It's called Network Leads. Okay, So if you want to go ahead and check out some of the best sales training I've ever seen on the Internet, and by the way, it's free. Um, he's got a leads program, and he's got a fantastic sales training program at networkleads.com. That's N-E-T-W-O-R-K-L-E-A-D-S.com. So, you know, plug it with us. Make sure you say hi on Facebook. Get over to the Dash Radio. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash the Dash Radio. And just let us know that you're there and, and give us your ideas and your thoughts because you guys are, are what's going to make this show an absolutely great thing. I mean, we have to show up and talk because that's what we love to do. But the fact that you listen and you let other people know about us is a gift to us, <clears throat> and it lets us keep doing what we love every day. You have anything else for that, Peter? Nope, that's great stuff. I know my passion, Dawn, a long time ago I developed is what's going to be the meaning of my dash as we talk about the dash radio. Mm-hmm. And for me it was making a difference, helping people become self-sufficient, doing their own thing. And for that meant, you know, m- making money is an important part of most people's lives because it gives them options. So for me, my passion is being everything we can possibly do to help people live their dreams of being able to become more sufficient. Because in tough economic times or in changing times or even in good times, the things that help people from the inevitable things is how they land on their feet when there might be some diversity or some obstacles or some opportunities. And and that's what really turns me on and the reason why I like to do the things that I do. Because I think collectively is if we can help more people achieve their dreams, whatever theirs might be, and it's theirs, that's the cool part about it. It's theirs, not mine. It's theirs. Everything we can do to create a platform to help them get what they're really looking for, as long as they're helping other people as well, it adds meaning to the spinning planet or the limited amount of time that I'm here on this spinning planet. And it doesn't necessarily mean that I'll become rich and famous because that's not what I need to be to be happy. If I can have somebody uh, say to me, you know, I listened to you on the dash. I followed some of your principles. Now I'm able to do what I want, and you were a contributing factor. That's what makes me happy. So we'll be here as many times every night as we possibly can and doing all the things during the 23 other hours during the day to help other people become more successful. So that's for me, Dawn. That's oh, my me too. I completely agree, and I appreciate that because one of the things I love most is to support people in seeing past their own limiting belief systems, you know, like believing in my belief 
in them even when they struggle to believe in themselves because I have seen such miraculous things with just the human spirit and the ability to overcome the most incredible obstacles and achieve such huge things. Like I brought Barb on the other night because she's truly one of my heroes and and, and Emma is another story altogether. But, I mean, I have watched that woman overcome some of the things, uh, any one of the things that she has gone through in the past 10 years of her life, from her husband getting into a motorcycle accident to being in a coma for two years to then losing him and raising two teenagers on her own and their, her daughter, Summer, who, you know, she was supposed to only have a year to live from the time she was born. And now she's 16 years old. Um, and she still, every single day, is loving on those kids puts herself through school, gets her degree. Now she's a scientist. I mean, I mean, I look at people like Barb and I say, you know, the world needs to know about people like her. And I know that there's people listening to us right now. I mean, we you and I, Peter, have gone through some stuff, you know, and people seem to think that, you know, the people with charmed lives are the only ones who can succeed, and it's just not the truth. So if, you know, if you're sitting out there and you're listening and you're going, you know, my Aunt Mel, she said to me the other day, people need you guys. They need to know how to start a business. They don't know even that that, that they can. You know, there's so many people that are so trapped in their current reality. You know, they, they don't see a way out. They don't see that it's just it's as easy as picking up a telephone or clicking the yes button on a website and and knowing which website to click yes on. I mean, you know, there's some crazy stuff out there, guys. So, you know, you got to be diligent. You have to do your due diligence. You need to thoroughly check out whatever it is you're going to embark on. And one of the things, and just, you know, to, to wrap it up on this little piece, when when you're choosing a business, choosing who you enter that business with is so, so critical um, one of the things that I've heard most in network marketing is complaints about somebody's sponsor. And there's nothing that can go ahead and tear somebody's heart or motivation out faster than the person who suggested the business to them quitting or not being a very supportive sponsor at all. And so I know that you know when, when people listen to our show, they're going to get all juiced up and some of them are going to go and go looking for a business. You know, They get motivated, they get excited, they're going to go ahead and get off this and they're going to go looking at home-based businesses online. Please don't click the button and join right away. Okay, Think of anything that you're going to choose to do like a courtship and a dating process before you get married. You guys want to know not only what company you're getting into business with, but who your lineage is, who your who your sponsor is going to be. So we're going to get into a little bit of that next week when we're done with Own Your Own Economy. We're going to move into how do you choose the company? What's going to be the process of finding the business that you want to be in? So I promise we'll get into that a little bit and and, and establishing why you're going to do all of this, guys, is super, super important, and I'll make sure that we touch on that tomorrow. So we're going to definitely get into why, Peter, okay? Why tomorrow. That's right. (laughs) All right, guys, that's it for us. We're signing off for the night. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow at 7 o'clock, same bat channel. Yep, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye now.